tapping in there. Eleven times. The fight. Listen, UFC has been on fire. It's been every weekend. I've been jumping in front of the TV. I don't jump in front of the TV. I jump in front of my laptop. It's very lax. Um, what can I say? What can't I say? You know, there was a lot going on this weekend as far as the fights. UFC is on fire. There's more to expect next week. We got, well, this upcoming week, we got the heavyweights thrown down with that big gap in there with Stipe, John Jones, Tom Espinall. There's a lot of changing of the hands, changing of the guards. Rosenstruck is headlining. Let's get a good luck for him. Lucky <clears throat> times. The fight. Now, Raul Rosa, the youngest UFC guy, he was like 18 when he signed on, 17, I believe. He's a jujitsu guy, heavy base in jujitsu with good hands now. He's learning on the job. And he had to pull out right before his fight. He's going to be fighting on the next card. I don't believe he did it intentionally. I think, you know, altitude, age, and experience. Just getting used to that weight cut. He's new to the game. It's good to have him try that hard. You know, it, it's it's a bad tell when they don't try. When you don't try, it's just like, what? <laughs> you know, and, and the kid's 19, so he has plenty of potential, plenty of space to grow. Life and times to fight. Uh, I'd rather the fighters be healthy. You know, I don't care what anybody says, like pull out, pull in. This isn't in and out. This is someone's life on the line. So I don't think you should risk everything for nothing, right? If you aren't healthy, if you can't do it, then you got to be able to say that, right? And then from there, you move on. Because is this too much time at hand? Now, USC just built a building out there in Mexico. They built a PI. They're growing the brand over there. They're investing in the Mexican culture, which was very vibrant and luminescent to UFC. And it's great to see them get that look. Now, speaking of the look, we had some great fights, some great uppercomers on the preliminary card. Um, no smiles is a crazy W. He had all gas, no breaks. He got that sub at the end. I think it was round two. And then going into the main card, we had Manuel Torres get that round one sub. He was after it. Like he just, the dude's like, <laughs> it was just like a collision, right? Like, like two people just collided. It was NFL, but everybody knew what to do with their hands and feet while punching and kicking. It was insane. And then, you know, it was back and forth, back and forth. And then the guy got him in a nasty rear naked choke and didn't let go until he gave up because <laughs> it was serious. That, that rear naked choke, <laughs> I can't believe, like, because, like, the guy, the other guy was more bulkier, right? But, like, strength doesn't really matter if your technique is on point. And that guy's technique was out of this world. Um, we have some strawweight fighters. The strawweight division is on fire for the ladies, 125 and up. Um, well, no, I believe 115. Let me, let me clean that up. But anyway, life and times. The fight. I just believe that the division is wide open. And anybody can get it, especially <laughs> people getting it. Is Yasmin? She. Uh, I worked her opponent for, you know, for three rounds straight. Just, uh, just did what she was supposed to do. Like it's nothing else. You like she didn't stay in areas where she shouldn't have been. She. Uh, had great hands, great TD, you know, take down the fence. 
and I was I wasn't surprised. I was uh, I was it was like routine. Like I w- it wasn't out of the ordinary for her to get that W. It's not out of the ordinary for this generation of female fighters for just doing great nights. You know, this is how they get on the cards. This is a great fight. Um, man, talk about tough, right? Daniel E is a very well educated striker. He all of his coaches coached up champions, and that is very evident in this fight. He called his opponent young, and they only had a three-year difference. And I didn't understand that until they started fighting, but his opponent was there to get hit. He got hit often. I don't know if he got bad advice from his corner or what, because they told the kid he didn't need eyes. And I listen, and I know, I know, you know, one of the previous champs, he said, yeah, you don't need eyes. Ah, you need eyes, man. Everybody wish they had eyes in there. I, I don't think, like... They could have cut that fight a long time ago. There was a lot of damage done to that young man. And it's probably some years off of his career for that. And I don't know if we should reward that behavior anymore. It's just out of line. It's not what we should be doing. Um, God blessings to both fighters. I just think Daniel fought a very, very disciplined fight. And he dealt damage to him. Real damage. Now, speaking of damage... Brian Ortega and Yair Rodriguez, right? They are in the co-main. Yair is coming off of losing the Volk. Brian Ortega is coming off a year and some change off, right? Now, ring rust was a big thing in the first round. He got dropped. He got hurt a lot in this fight, but he persevered and got the third round sub, right? Now, what does that do, right? I feel like Yair shouldn't have engaged that much on the ground he had him on the feet the whole fight he could have just let him get up he could have just let him work he could have stayed off I, I think a lot of fighters have i don't want to say ego but they do have this thing where they want to show the other person that they're better in a certain area but it might not be their expertise it might be how they usually lose or how they usually are played against right like if you're a striker everybody wants to take you down if you're a grappler, nobody wants you to let them get taken, let you take them down. And in this situation, Brian Ortega is a vicious sub artist, vicious jujitsu guy. He has some great moves off his back. He almost took out Volk a couple times in their fight. And he, this guy is somebody you don't want to be on the ground with. And he was on the ground with him. And he got that sub. Now, he did have to earn it. I still think his biggest weakness is on the feet. But that'll take time to get over, right? Um,. That division is wide open. Leela is a great guy, but like he hasn't thrown a kick. He's a striker. And if you're a striker, I'm not saying he won't, you know, like he's not good. He doesn't have good boxing. He doesn't have good kickboxing. He doesn't have great wrestling takedown defense. But I'm saying that all you got to do is get hit once. All it takes is when power meets power, when that delivery system gets hit first, like who is going to deliver? You know, it's like UPS. Who's coming first? Life at times, the fight. I just, uh, I wish the best for everybody out there, but like that, it's like the middleweight division, like it's open. I feel like anybody can get it right now. Volk might get it back, but he is getting older and he is coming off of two knockout losses, man. We gotta let fighters gotta rest. Um, Brian Ortega took a lot of damage in this fight. I don't know if he wants to go back out there immediately. He, he called out Leela for a match, uh, Tupor out there for, um, 
out there in Spain. He just got the belt out there. I mean, Tapor has a great story. It was very much manifest destiny. And I, I wish him the best in his career because, you know, he's going back and forth saying Islam and all this. And I, I don't know, man. I think fighters got to stop going up and fighting their division at least, you know, because I, I want to see Islam fight some guys in his weight class. You know, <laughs> he's been fighting, you know, guys underneath him. And I'm not saying they're underneath in skill or talent. I just say the weight thing because weight matters. And we all know that's why people are cutting. Now, Brandon Marino loses his uh, rematch against Brandon. <laughs> it was Brandon versus Brandon. Brandon Royal. And um, it was it wasn't. It wasn't as action-packed as I would have wanted it to be. But, you know, UFC fans and me, me myself, I get caught up in this, ah, somebody got to get, ah, you know, jump up in front of the screen or this and that. But that's not how it goes. You know, this thing is very technical. Um, Herb Dean was in the fight a lot. He was um, telling them to not, you know, stall. And that's just the biggest thing that happens in these big UFC fights. If a guy is again in trouble, he's going to stall. And I think uh, Herb Dean was on point for that. I think Moreno got the first two rounds and the last three was against Brandon Rural. And I think uh, he showed the grittiness, right? Like you're down to against a guy and you guys are already fought. You already have history. You already have so many things going on. And, and then you get the W like that. Like um, it was crazy. It was crazy. But um, I think we got to stop looking for the slugfest. Not every fight's going to be a slugfest. There's more to it than that. And speaking about things more to it than that, let's shout out Clarissa Shields. She's 28, just made history. Olympic gold box, you know, Olympic level boxer, gold medal twice. Okay. She's under the age of 30. And she's went back and done what no boxer has ever done and won, and won her second UFC match out there. They're doing a lot of stuff out there in Saudi Arabia as far as fighting, and I'm loving every bit of it. We're getting all the fights we wanted, boxing, UFC, karate. I mean, it was a lot of stuff going on. Craig Jones versus Philly Fresh. That was a crazy little grappling match. And it's good to highlight all the different art forms. It's, it's just good to see that we can do more than one thing and see how nuanced the sport really can be once we splice it into the, you know, slice it up into specified divisions. Right, like we get to see the jujitsu guys be jujitsu, we get to see more Thai guys be more Thai, and we get to see the biggest fights. Right, and speaking of biggest fights, John Jones wants everybody. He says he wants to take out Stipe, then Tom Espinal, and then Francis Ngannou. I don't know if John's going to do all that. Uh, I don't know. You know, Francis said he's looking a little fat. You know, I'm sitting on my couch, can't talk shit about a fighter, but he's looking a little thick. My doctor has notified me that I'm morbidly obese. And he probably choked me off for that. Listen, John Jones does have the capability of doing all three of those things. I would never doubt him on that, especially with Tom Espinal. I think he's younger, fresher than Stipe. I think he's better everywhere than Stipe. We don't know until they get in there. I'm not saying Stipe is a slouch. He's a world caliber fighter, but John Jones is John Jones, right? When it's fight night, it's fight night. I don't know anybody in the heavyweight division that can do what the, he did to get the belt. He got a hold of that guy and it was over. And not a lot of people got a hold of him. And he's coming off a win too. So like the heavyweight division at UFC is pretty stacked. I love to see um, these guys fight each other. You know, let's do a title eliminator. Let's get people fighting. Let's get Tom Espinal in there. 
with the Frenchman and see what happens. I think uh, this is good for the sport. They're both strikers, very light on their feet, crazy light on their feet to be heavyweight guys. So it's great to see that. We get Fiera, right? It was BFL, it was PFL versus Bellator also Saturday. It was so many fights going on. I'm, I literally, it took me Sunday and Monday just to watch everything thoroughly and have a real opinion about it. I don't want to just rush out there, right? But um, I, uh, Fiera... KOs, right? He got the KO in the first round, right? This is a heavyweight guy for PFL. He got that KO and he did it in like 38 seconds. He's a big guy, 6'8. And Francis got to get in there with him. He's going to be fighting him after an Anthony Joshua. Francis is going back out there in the boxing arena to go fight Anthony Joshua, a young, fresh competitor. Listen, Anthony Joshua gets hit a lot more than Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury's getting older anyway. So, he was bound to get hit and dropped with something sooner or later. You can't. You, the clock waits for no man in combat sports, though. That one little slip, that one little punch you can't dodge, that's when you're on the canvas. It's going to be a back-and-forth match. I don't know if Anthony's going to be disciplined enough to just stick behind his jab and move and stay out the way of that big power that Francis Ngannou has. And he knows how to hide it. I mean, if he can get Fury, he can get anybody. So it's a real pick-up fight. We also know Anthony Joshua has heart. He has been dropped. He has. He also has come back after being dropped. So you know, life and times. The fight. It's just amazing to see all this action happening. Um, you'll see it's every week. Boxing is almost every week, and we're seeing some of the type top competitors fight each other. I think people are tired of seeing people try to protect their own in any sport, and it's time for the best against the best. I say everybody has big steps to fill next, right? What is Brian Ortega going to do? What is, what is Daniel going to do? You know, what is <laughs> Yasmin going to do? These guys have a lot on their plate. There's a multitude of options, and I can't wait to see. It's been another episode of Life of Tom's. The fight. Also, this is my first episode by myself. It wasn't that weird. I didn't get used to it after like the first two or three minutes, but now I got my pace. I want to say, I want to say thank you for anybody tapping in, anybody that watches the show on YouTube, anybody that streams this on Spotify, anybody that's is late in LA, anybody that watches the fight. Thanks for tapping in.